Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, also known as Corpus Christi. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and and on on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who in this wonderful sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion, grant us, we pray, so to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood, that we may always experience in ourselves the fruits of your redemption who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, Remember how the Lord your God led you for forty years in the wilderness to humble you, to test you, and know your inmost heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you. He made you feel hunger. He fed you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to make you understand that man does not live on bread alone, but that man lives on everything that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Do not become proud of heart. Do not forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who guided you through this vast and dreadful wilderness a land of fiery serpents, scorpions, thirst, who in this waterless place brought you water from the hardest rock, who in this wilderness fed you with manna that your fathers had not known. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. 
He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. The blessing cup that we bless is a communion with the blood of Christ, and the bread that we break is a communion with the body of Christ. The fact that there is only one loaf means that, though there are many of us, we form a single body because we all have a share in this one loaf. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Corpus Christi Sequence. Sing forth, O Zion, sweetly sing the praises of thy shepherd king in hymns and canticles divine. Dare all thou canst, thou hast no song, worthy his praises to prolong, so far surpassing powers like thine. Today no theme of common praise forms the sweet burden of thy lays, the living life-dispensing food, that food which at the sacred board, unto the brethren twelve, O Lord, his parting legacy bestowed. Then be the anthem clear and strong, thy fullest note, thy sweetest song, the very music of the breast. For now shines forth the day sublime, that brings remembrance of the time when Jesus first his table blessed. Within our new king's banquet hall, they meet to keep the festival that closed the ancient paschal rite. The old is by, the new replaced, the substance hath the shadow chased, and rising day dispels the night. Christ willed that he himself had done, should be renewed while time should run. In memory of his parting hour, thus tutored in his school divine, we consecrate the bread and wine, and lo, a host of saving power. This faith to Christian men is given, bread is made flesh by words from heaven, into his blood the wine is turned. What though it baffles nature's powers of sense and sight, this faith of ours proves more than nature e'er discerned. Concealed beneath the twofold sign, meet symbols of the gifts divine, there lie the mysteries adored. The living body is our food, our drink, the ever-precious blood, in each one undivided Lord. Not he that eateth it divides, the sacred food which whole abides, unbroken still, nor knows decay. Be one, or be a thousand fed, they eat alike that living bread, which still received, ne'er wastes away. The good the guilty share therein, with sure increase of grace or sin, the ghostly life or ghostly death, death to the guilty, to the good, immortal life. See how one food man's joy or woe accomplished. We break the sacrament but bold, and firm thy faith shall keep its hold. Deem not the whole doth more enfold than in the fractured part resides. Deem not that Christ doth broken lie, tis but the sign that meets the eye. The hidden deep reality in all its fullness still abides. Behold the bread of angels sent for pilgrims in their banishment. The bread for God's true children meant that may not unto dogs be given, oft in the olden types foreshadowed, in Isaac on the altar bowed, and in the ancient paschal food, 
and in the manna sent from heaven. Come then, good shepherd, bread divine, still show to us thy mercy sign. O feed us still, still keep us thine, so may we see thy glory shine in fields of immortality. O thou, the wisest, mightiest, best, our present food, our future rest, come, make us each thy chosen guest, co-heirs of thine and comrades blessed, with saints whose dwelling is with thee. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the living bread from heaven, says the Lord. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowd, I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. Then the Jews started arguing with one another. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they said. Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. Anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. As I, who am sent by the living Father, myself draw life from the Father, so whoever eats me will draw life from me. This is the bread come down from heaven. Not like the bread our ancestors ate, they are dead. But anyone who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I heard a story recently that gave me pause to think. It went like this, that there was a Catholic man who had a very close Muslim friend. And he decided to invite his Muslim friend to come to Mass and see what Catholics believe and and how Catholics worship. And at the end of the Mass, the Muslim man was intrigued and he asked his friend, he says, well, what was that ritual with the bread and the wine? And the Catholic responded, well, that's Holy Communion. We believe that God changes the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Christ. And the Muslim fellow responded, well, you don't really believe that, do you? And the Catholic said, well, yes, yes, we do. And then the Muslim repeated again, no, no, you don't really believe that. Because if I thought that the Almighty Allah was present like that, I would approach Holy Communion crawling on my knees. It's an interesting little story, and it does perhaps give us cause to think about how externally we we manifest our faith and what signs of reverence would be evident to non-Catholics that we really believe that Christ, our Lord and God, was present in Holy Communion. But I don't just want to talk about the external signs of reverence, as important as they are in supporting our faith in Jesus' true presence in the Eucharist. I want to talk about why we do believe that we receive the living body of Christ in the Eucharist. Body, blood, soul and divinity. Why do we believe that despite the continuing appearance of bread and wine, that the words of consecration in fact change the substance of the bread and the wine into the living body of Christ? Well, 
Think of it this way. Language has the power to change reality when pronounced by a person invested with the proper authority. This is a phenomenon that's called performative language. So when the president of a country says, I declare war, then by means of those words, a state of war comes about. When a policeman stops a criminal and says, you're under arrest, then by means of those words, that person's situation has changed. They are under arrest. When a couple says, I take you for my husband, I take you for my wife, then by means of those words, they are married. That what is declared changes reality by means of the words. But here's the thing. Language has the ability to change reality, but only when it's uttered by someone who has authority. If a clown comes up to you and says, you're under arrest, you would likely respond with laughter. And But if a policeman invested with authority from the state says the same thing, we probably treat it with a greater degree of seriousness. Now, when God speaks, reality changes. Because God is the one who possesses all authority. God said, let there be light. And there was light. The word of God creates reality and changes reality. You know, many times in the Gospels, we see the power of Jesus' words at work, changing reality, because he's God. And as you know, we read in Matthew's Gospel that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And so Jesus, he's called into the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue in Capernaum, because his daughter's gravely ill. In, in fact, she's dead. But Jesus calls out to the girl, Talitha kum, little girl, I tell you, get up. And by the power of his word, the child stands up. She's restored to life. The same is true of Jesus' friend Lazarus. Jesus calls out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. A leper comes to Jesus and says, Lord, if you want to, you can heal me. And Jesus responds, of course I want to. Be clean. Reality changes at the power of Jesus' word because he has authority. He's God. The power of the word of Jesus is operating at the Last Supper when he speaks over the bread, this is my body. It's a performative word. It accomplishes what it declares because of the authority of the one declaring it. And the beauty of this word is that it's not isolated to one place and one moment of history because he invested the apostles with the same authority to do the same. He says, do this. In memory of me. Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist comes about because of the authority of the Word of God, the Word made flesh, who speaks and changes reality. Now, here's the thing a priest in and of himself, merely a man, and his words can't change the substance of bread and wine. If he thought that he were the one changing the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ, We would laugh as we would should a clown try to arrest us. 
Because a priest doesn't have authority to command creation by means of his words. But these are the words of Jesus. And the priest is acting in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. It's Jesus who's pronouncing these words through the priest, saying, this is my body. It's not the priest saying, this is my body, come and eat the body of Father so-and-so. No, it's Jesus who speaks in the priest, saying, this is my body. Come, eat the body of Christ. And we take seriously Christ's presence in the Eucharist because of the authority of Jesus. We can believe in the miracle of the Eucharist because it's God who speaks and causes reality to change. Jesus' presence in the Eucharist is our nourishment for eternal life. In the Gospel, Christ says, I'm the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And Jesus gives himself over to his disciples as food. You know, it's often said that what you eat today walks and talks tomorrow. And, you know, this saying kind of reveals a strange interface between us and our food. Food has no life, and yet when we ingest it, it comes to be incorporated into us. It nourishes and sustains us. It forms part of us. It becomes part of the living organism, which is me. And in in a very real sense, we are what we eat. Our food goes to support our earthly life. But it also comes to be incorporated as part of our earthly life, our bodies. Jesus introduces a new kind of food. Not like the food our ancestors ate. They are dead, says Jesus. No, this is a bread come down from heaven and it will nourish in a new way. Ordinary bread nourishes and sustains our limited life. And this food is incorporated into our bodies. But the bread come down from heaven gives and nourishes divine life, God's kind of life. And the quality of the life of God is that it's eternal. Our Lord Jesus says, As I who am sent by the living Father myself draw life from the Father, so whoever eats me will draw life from me. You receive the life of the Father, God's life. Now, when I eat food, it becomes me. But when I consume the Eucharist, I become him. I receive his kind of life. Where earthly food comes to be incorporated into our bodies, here, this bread come down from heaven, incorporates us into the body of Christ. It becomes the source and nourishment for eternal life. What we eat today walks and talks tomorrow, that's true enough. But when we consume the Eucharist, what we eat today forms and nourishes us so that we may walk and talk for eternity. We believe in Christ's true presence in the Eucharist on the strength and authority of the word of Jesus who speaks and changes reality. And we can see that Jesus changes the reality of bread and wine into his body and blood so that he might draw us into the communion of his body, the church, and nourish us to eternal life. And our response to this great gift is gratitude 
and faithfulness. An ever-strengthening devotion to Christ, truly present in the Eucharist. We should cling to the Eucharist as a starving man clings to his last morsel of bread because his life depends on it. We should cling to the Eucharist even more so because our eternal life depends on it. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the the Father Father Almighty, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross 
to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father. Amen.